This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful, beautiful, glorious episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. Um, I am Ryan Seiskel, and with me, as always, are my wonderful uh, co-hosts, Joe Peterson and Eric O'Brien. Boys, how are you? Boys. (laughs) Girls, I don't know. What do you want? Non-binary folk all along. I don't know. I I want to be inclusive. Gentlemen, gentlemen, how I are suppose. you? All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking scotch tonight. You got to use. Oh gentlemen. shit! Wow. I'm drinking fucking water. This movie so brought out the scotch. Wow. Yeah, yeah, sure did. Brought out the uh, Miller Light for me. <laughs> and now we take a quick break to let you know about some other excellent podcasts that you should check out. I would like to invite you to take a trip across all of time and space. Join us in the police box as we discuss the worlds of Doctor Who in a completely random order. We discuss it all. TV stories, audio adventures, novels, nonfiction books, and on and on. I'm your host, Eric Branson. I would be very happy if you'd join me for the Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast is a proud partner of the Video Junkyard podcast and can be found on most major podcast platforms including SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. You are listening to the Time Streams podcast. Hi, I'm Juliet. And I'm Nathan. Experience Doctor Who from the very beginning through a classic fan's eyes. And through the eyes of a new Who fan. Reminisce and relive those classic moments with Nathan as he offers fun insight. Or experience them for the first time with Juliet as she dwells on social issues, history, fashion, and the size of a flashlight. We're the Time Streams Podcast. Find us on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Hello fellow time travelers and welcome to the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the only podcast to discuss, in story order, all the Doctor Who novelizations. My name is Tony Whit, and every two weeks or so I'm joined by a two to three person discussion panel, including our so-called expert who's been a Who fan since 1979, that would be me. We also get the views of intermediate, casual, and novice fans who either have never seen the show or who have never read these books until these podcasts, including Dalton Hughes and Alison Fitzsafried. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find good podcasts, or even ones like ours. You're listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. Enjoy your travels. Most importantly, happy Halloween, and I'm going to say it early because we are starting our run of Halloween celebrating here on the podcast, and we're going to be going all month of October, and our focus this month is 
classic Halloween films, but we're not talking, you know, the old black and white classics. We are going with classics from our era. So when we grew up and that, you know, respectively, Ryan's a little bit younger, but generally we all grew up in the same time period. We remember video stores. We remember um, that era. So we're talking Halloween classics from, um, yeah, the 80s or, and 90s. Or even it's, like, what were the movies that were coming out that were being hyped up, especially around Halloween? Yeah, like, we were, you know. Kind of like, they're kind of like, um, like cinematic Hall- Halloween blockbusters of our nostalgic past. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And this one's um, probably a little newer than most of what we're going to cover, but it certainly but still, counts, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's still like almost 20 years old. And about. Uh, yeah. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. But we are reviewing. Uh, 2004's Helsing. My life. My job. My curse is to vanquish evil. His name is Van Helsing. Some say you're a holy man. Others say you're a murderer. Which is it? It's a bit of both. He has come to a forbidden land to battle enemies that are legend. Oh my God. This summer, evil has one name to fear. Hugh Jackman is Van Helsing. Starring Hugh Jackman, uh from you know that pesky x-men franchise and that one chick from the underworld you mean Kate van beckinsale helsing. yes van helsing helsing oh yeah which you're probably referring to these you know superior um which i haven't seen but uh anime that you've <laughs> yes that you've met, it, yeah I'm the just one that i it's always superior. even if it's terrible it's probably superior but yeah i always anyway. default to helsing because that is one of my favorite <laughs> animes uh okay. that is very true um yes it's van helsing which funny enough uh that we brought that up this movie for me i watched it on dvd when i had a friend over i think i was like 14 i was uh 13 14 around the time that this movie came out uh he was very excited about this movie the same night that we watched this was the same night like he fell asleep and shit and i was watching stars um the for those kids out there who don't know like you know the stars channel that you buy for cable uh and that's when the helsing anime came on because it was around october and that was the first time i saw helsing the anime was this like the first anime was the same night that i watched this movie so it kind of rinsed this out of your eyes that instantly (laughs) but this movie for me is still a positive nostalgic Thing to watch and we're getting into that further mm. but as we do with tradition when was your guys's first viewing of this film i know i did not do the plot synopsis <laughs> Just, nah, we'll, we'll get there we'll, we'll get there, there. To fix it in post yes yeah. th- this one i i'll do it but we'll do this thing first and then we'll probably splice that in or whatever um i i was actually somewhat eager to see this one when it came out uh, i was just finishing college in fact i i think i saw this I can see why you have the bitterness now. Okay. Right before <laughs> I moved, I think it was right before I moved uh, to start grad school. 
2004 wow. end of 2004 i believe is when this came out wow different mm. different timeline if that and doesn't i people. remember walking out of a theater so fucking angry <laughs> which in retrospect is dumb why be angry right but i i yeah. it was not what i was hoping it would be i was very disappointed <laughs> in this movie yeah my my story is almost exactly the same and it very well may be that we saw this together if it was 2004 um if you saw it at college i don't know i don't remember when but uh, i think i anyway. saw this one with 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 sarah with my wife oh okay cool yeah. hey you didn't um anyway, oh, fine, yeah no. is it around would have seen it around yeah fine dude <laughs> that's how i read that too <laughs> it's like actually i saw it with my wife so i just peeked the fucking uh, record yeah anyway you weren't there <laughs> you weren't fucking there <laughs> but yeah i had a very very similar reaction to this and i'll tell you why it's not because any in You've learned this about me, I'm sure, if you've been listening to the podcast, and, and obviously you guys know, but um, I am somebody who can enjoy a stupid movie, and I, I am okay with that, you know, just kind of turn the brain off and have fun with it. I think it had a lot to do with how this was marketed. This was marketed to us as being the triumphant return of the universal monsters genre, like you oh, know, yeah. bringing back like all of the. They even had a trailer, and I couldn't find it. And this may be, maybe this is a little bit of the Mandela effect, and maybe it's not real. But I swear there was a trailer that actually used, you know, Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff and and the Claude Rains Invisible Man and like all of those things. Uh, to like lead up to this they like use little little snippets and like the you know the return of the universal monsters and here's our new wolf man well, here's frankenstein and it's van helsing this is this is going to be the big you know return kicking off universal monsters again so well uh, this movie as we, starts as, in black and white so yeah yeah absolutely it was well really i trying think to capture that i think you're right i i remember vaguely something about that but i know that this movie was originally intended to kick off a resurgence and when it didn't work they tried it again with the tom cruise mummy movie that was going to start oh, yeah. the new monster a couple verse. ill-fated projects in between there too with the d- whole dark universe that's what i mean yeah the, the whole uh, thing, dark yeah. universe that started with the tom cruise mummy and then that but, but that actually started with dracula untold and then they canceled oh, that that's and they right. started like yeah, yeah anyway yeah, they, yeah. they've yeah, been trying right. for a long time well so. yeah well, and so the, it's just been but it's this was one of the earlier attempts in that saga well, yeah. funny enough about so the Hels- Van Helsing itself is, before that mummy thing, they were going to reboot Van Helsing with Tom Cruise, but they decided to just have him in the mummy. That flopped. Oh. And as of 2020, they're planning to reboot Hels- Van Helsing again. Mm-hmm. This... James Wan's producing, yeah. Yeah, supposedly. So, so. Well, this thing is not going to die. Uh, unlike yeah. our uh, main character played by Hugh Jackman himself coming off like off of his X-Men fame and coming mm-hmm. around this time an era of like this is before the MCU Marvel films uh but oh, this was still during those Marvel films where like you have Spider-Man, Daredevil, uh fucking uh what Spider-Man the Ang 2 Lee Hulk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man 2 and well, Ghost Rider came forget. out this same year, so Steven Summers did uh the the Mummy films prior right. to this so Ex- like yeah well. which are both you know they're they're very much in the same vein but are much more successful at being entertained than this film is so, but um, this yeah but this movie you yeah. can tell was trying to give get into that like blockbuster superhero like yeah like oh these things well, are doing I, well let's try to do that with our own universal monster movies and, well, and the, yeah. the mummy was you know a, a 
re-envisioning of a Universal monster movie already, and I, I kind of got the loose feeling that it being Steven Summers and it being what it was, that they were kind of universing this into that already. Like, it may exist inside of the same. But then I saw the movie, and maybe not. But no, it's <laughs> like, definitely well, it, yeah. not. Because around well, that time, like, didn't... Sorry. Well, so let's do a quick synopsis before we, we get into oh, it. Oh, yes. First. So the it's an homage, of course, or and I guess a tribute uh, to the Universal Monster horror films. Uh, it it's essentially kind of inspired by the Dutch vampire hunter Abraham Van Helsing um, from the Bram Stoker's novels, and he is a essentially a I don't want to call him a soldier, but he's like almost a hitman for Rome, essentially. And he goes around and fights monsters, and there's apparently a plot. Uh, revolving Dracula, who is trying to harness the revitalizing power of Frankenstein so he can unleash little vampires around the world. Is that about <laughs> yeah, right? We should, not, we should not have let you read that, but yes, you're actually very right. <laughs> See? There you go. Yeah, I was going to say, he pretty much nailed it. That's, he uh, nailed it, that's for sure. I like that he just called it Little Vampires, because that's pretty much ends it's up being the crux much... of Dracula's big plan. So, yeah. Tell you what, and this, there's, the whole there's plot werewolf of this... manipulation and Kate Beckinsale in her pants. I would word, word it yeah. differently as uh, Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing is trying to go up against the most pro-life per- group of people ever to exist. <laughs> pro-life vampires yeah which because, is kind of ironic i, I like it like but. even post-abortion these people like <laughs> we need more corpses to to reanimate more corpses wow this there is, is dark. so there's so <laughs> much attempted plot shoved into this movie yeah that but it never like it never does anything, anything with it like you've got kate beckinsale's character and her brother who are the last lineage of these people that claimed they were going to that they're they're they were they devoted their family line to destroying dracula and to where none of their family members would get to cross over into heaven until they did and they were right. really bad at it though well and then we find out you I mean, know towards they, the end obviously spoilers spoiler yeah. alert but that dracula is actually part of their family it was a son of their ancestor right uh, and he couldn't kill yeah. his own kid and yeah. so kate beckinsale ends up being literally like the last of this family lineage and so the whole plot is inspired by oh there's all these people in like purgatory and we yeah. we, we, we can't let that go on and dracula's up to some shit i mean yeah. we're not sure what but he's got a plan and then we find out yeah it's 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 mini vampires and uh, yeah. thousands of mini vampires I'm going to be honest, this movie came out roughly around the same time that Hansel and Gretel came out, and, oh god, what was the other one? Well, Uh, Brothers Grimm, and I think these movies all blur together for me. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I think more importantly, this movie came out on the tales of the the aforementioned The Mummy, and a little thing called Underworld, which... I was going to say, Underworld is the... We talked about in our vampire special, if you dig back into the archives, but... um, yeah, I think that's that's what this thing is speaking to. Obviously, Kate Beckinsale being involved with this movie and um, just this quasi like action horror thing, and not not quasi at all action horror movies. Um, I'm not sure why they were popular or why Hollywood spent so much time making them because I can't recall any of them ever being real really good. But you had you know the Underworld franchise, you had the Resident Evil franchise, they... you had. Uh, 
I, I think they wanted to turn Van Helsing into something similar, but they mm-hmm. wanted, you know, with the backdrop of the Universal Monsters, because those were properties sitting on a shelf at that period that they weren't doing anything with. But, yeah, I mean, I, I my, the same way. You guys were in grad school, or transitioned into grad school at this time. I was an undergrad still. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But me, a teenager, not even like full high school teenager yet, still like like 7th grade, 8th grade, I can tell you that almost every fucking person, not me, I'm trying to step away from it, (laughs) really fucking enjoyed the Underworld series, it seemed like. At least a lot of people that I fucking knew. Um, And it was forced upon me frequently. (laughs) But... I find a certain amount of cheesy-rific charm in Underworld, and that's, I think, what we're going to discuss here, is I feel like it's missing from this a little bit. Like, I can enjoy Underworld. Yeah. I don't like it, per se, but... This this movie, but for, for more on Underworld, check out our vampires episode. So, yeah, <laughs> but like Joe was saying, as well as you were saying too, like this movie, like he, you just mentioned, like we mentioned the um, the whole family plot, but that is just actually I feel like that's just a drop in the bucket of plots that are going on in this. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. Like oh that God. random like one this... that that one's happening, and yeah, there's just there's plot, 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 just, plot, plot. just well, there's also the subplot that you know. Van Helsing may actually be the Archangel Gabriel. He can't quite remember. Uh, there's, you know, his history with Dracula fighting throughout the ages, which they, which actually sounds kind of cool until they don't touch on it at all. They just like give well, Dracula this... some lines to like. <laughs> well, this you, movie... you can tell they have, you know, they have franchise in their brain when they're writing this. So, I was yeah. gonna say this movie is definitely them trying to forcibly plant seeds of a franchise because like. Mm-hmm. You know how nowadays, like, there's a lot of struggle to try to emulate what MCU did because they kind of did like the like a certain formula, and some arguably try to emulate that, maybe do some variations like DC, but more or less they're still trying to do that. This is before even that fucking existed, so this is definitely like let's. I'm actually I should have mentioned the Dark Universal big and being the biggest failure of that. But then again, this yeah. is them. This is their. This was their first attempt, and they're like, "Let's try to do it all in one film." Yeah, and this is yeah. doing the build-up that you know they were trying to almost be like Blade, but a period piece. You know, right. it, it's got some yeah. of those same elements where they at this point people are trying to do franchises with action, kind of horror, like horror characters, but it's not going to be scary or gory. It's going to be well, because Blade were, was considered too gory. It's going to be about fighting monsters right and, and so know. they did this at just the same way they tried with a whole bunch of other franchises i think they tried doing that again with brothers grim or hansel and gretel you know though they were looking for yeah. that and i think they were trying to emulate like what blade did but toned down and then well, they... four years later you get the mcu starting and that's right. a much more thought out plan and then the Dark Universe came around like, oh, we're just going to do what Marvel did. And it's like, yeah, but you have to start with good movies. Yeah. I, I think this is more, like, we mentioned the Blade and the Mummy, but this is definitely more on the on the, on the the ride of, like, um, the later, like, uh, the Underworld, for sure, is, like, I yeah. think the strongest one. Plus, like, because with the Hugh Jackman edition, like, the idea of, like, X-Men, like, X2... I think was also came out like before this, I think, but like, like it's, they're trying to do those like 
action comic book levels, but at the also trying to do an actual homage to like the Monster Mash Universal style. Like, oh gosh, you know what I mean? And that's where they failed. If they would, if they had yeah. gotten that right, I well, think they could have done something with this. So, but. so here, here, I, I, uh, you're gonna hate me for this. I actually think they succeeded in this, not in the way they intended, and not the way that we wanted them to. As in, let's face it, all those previous movies, they were they were meant to just draw in the cash. Like, the same level of those movies, that like, they just kept oh, pumping yeah. them one after another. Like, this was just supposed to be a cash we're, grab. We're talking House of Dracula, House of yes. Frankenstein, Monster Mash. Yeah, this, absolutely. And this, they're not great movies either, but at least they're silly fun. Like, I mean, that's... Yeah, this is where it says... This well, actually, and, for me, this actually continues that. Like, this was clearly a cash grab, and it still succeeded in doing that stuff. For me, this, like, same like those. Like, this plot makes no I, fucking sense. You're just trying to throw these people together. <laughs> and weirdly enough for me, I'm like, this is so stupid. This is so bonkers. I enjoy it. Well, I think that black <laughs> and white prologue, for as much of a fucking mess as it, as it is, yeah. if the whole movie would have been like that, I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, I actually was just going to say, I really enjoy the first 10 minutes. That yeah. homage part of it actually works for me. It's still over the top. It's still kind of like CGI stupid. and like, But it's got like the, the, the black and white grain. It's got the shadows. It's got the sets. It's got everything that feels It has universal. the over-dramatic acting as well. Yeah. If yeah. that would have stayed the whole movie in that vein, it wouldn't even have to stay black and white, but just, like, keep that style to it. Yes. I think I would have really loved this, even if it was stupid and over the top. It's, just, I think this would have been a cult classic for the ages kind of thing. I um, think it's the fact they tried to lean so far into the modern day, like, the the, the underworld and shit like that, yeah. that it starts the to lose... Steampunk or cyber damn near weaponry Well, and it and just stuff. loses itself in its excesses. Every scene has to be like, 14,000 vampires, like, and they're all gonna be flying around, there's gonna be stuff flying everywhere, and the it's... CGI sucks, and the... Well, that's... It's yeah. just like... Yeah, we get that we get that shitty, yet ridiculous fun, I guess, black and white opening, and then ten minutes later, it's just a big old rubbery CGI Mr. Hyde. Yeah. So... Which I want to add, why is that always the go-to for Mr. Hyde, is he's gotta be a fucking ape? Um, giant. I don't know. All the way back to the Spencer Tracy, yeah, yeah. But not in the book. Nope. He's actually shorter than Jekyll. Yeah. Well, the the original, like two two first silent versions, they they use just kind of like a weird looking man. But yeah, as the I think the first sound version, the 1927 one. Uh, yeah, I'm wrong on the year, but anyway, I think the one with Spencer Spencer Tracy. That, yeah. Uh, um. He they went ape like with the makeup, and after that he was always kind of like that. But so. in in this one, right away you're seeing up Van Helsing fighting Hyde, and it looks like and it's just like this isn't working, and that's the way the whole rest of the movie's gonna go. Like yeah, it was black just white, too much. Like thing. if they would have just like scaled it back a little bit, like Jesus guys, like <laughs> that's <laughs> anyway. so I think because of how. Like, definitely in the early 2000s, the biggest fucking problem was all of this, the amount of CGI in an action thing. Because here's where I'm at with this movie. The CGI is fucking awful. I agree. It, 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 it's not even good CGI for the fucking time. Because I, no. I re-watched Spider-Man 2 recently, mm-hmm. um, and I watched the behind the scenes. That good. And it still looks good. Like, is there dated elements? Sure. But things line up. Models mm-hmm. make sense. This you can clearly see. They took a like 
footage of a person's face and just poorly lined it oh, up God. to the CGI body. And the, it is the vampire wives with their yes. like floating heads. The, yes. The faces got to move around. Like, I, oh, yeah. Or I, that, that stupid thing that they do in oh. so many movies where like the vampire opens their mouth to hiss and their jaw drops down like seven inches. Oh, yes. I hate that. I mean, that's I, a so, blade thing, I think, but I, yeah, I want to go back so to, much. I want to go back to the bride thing. I, that's when I started to kind of embrace what this movie is and enjoy it because I laughed so hard at how poor <laughs> it happened. And it's just like, oh my God. But then, and you can fight me on this, but then when you have the practical elements that they made for this movie, like the set pieces, the costume design, like I know even the weird weapons and like you mentioned the site, like you negatively mentioned cyberpunk, Joe. I actually really enjoyed these additions to this weird little chunk of this universe, and I thought they were kind of imaginative fun. Like, the way they kind of designed Frankenstein is not the classic look, but in this weird little way, there were some fun things about it. Like, I, I wouldn't go out I saying I agree this with is... you about Frank the monster. I, I like the Frankenstein's monster in this quite a bit, actually. So. Yeah, and funny enough, fun fact, the actor who plays this Frankenstein goes on to play uh, Frankenstein's monster in the Mel Brooks uh, Young Frankenstein Broadway play. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's what he's that currently working. doing and shit. So that I thought that I... was kind of funny. <laughs> so um but I but the set design, how, what about what about that kind of stuff? Cuz I think that kind of practice That is stuff, a lost art, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. Any of the Marvel films too, which you know, obviously we keep bringing them up because they're kind of considered the gold standard for cinema nowadays among pop culture, right? And Joe's a DC fan. So, which is, <laughs> but I like Marvel stuff. You got to mention course. it, yeah. But yeah. yeah, the if you ever watch any behind the scenes stuff on that, they're rarely on a set. Like, yeah, I mean location. Robert Downey Jr. rarely right. fucking wore his Iron Man suits. <laughs> right, they were on front of a green screen most of the time, and it's just it's gotten that good. But yeah, yeah the it, it is a lost art. There is some, there are some nice kind of gothic set pieces here. The problem is the way they're shot. Is everything? I get it. They're going for for dark because it's Transylvania, but we got to see what the hell's going on. Yeah, was, this movie's so incredibly dark. dark. Yeah. yeah like to the it, point where it like you can't see it at times. Everything just feels damp and dark and you you know it's just inky black. I mean, you can't see I think they were that. going for that contrast thing. Like obviously they the, the beginning was in black and white, but I think they were going for that look, but it just ended up being too dark and murky in the shadow. Well, yeah. When you look like, at the black and white, the black and white has that subtle warmness to it that yeah. you got from those films. But in this, because, yeah, I agree with, like, there's just the sap of color. And it's like, why couldn't you just... But to be fair, that was every fucking movie around this time that dealt yeah. with this kind of, like, Everything subject matter. Everything had to be gray. And I think the mm. fact that this movie... This is the downside of this movie, is that fact it was trying to be other movies. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's a big it, part of it. Because when you look at, like, kind of the concepts behind, like, like I said, the sets... The, the some of the props even some of the premises like the idea of van helsing actually being like a gun for hire through the vatican who hunts these monsters as as like a james bond-esque kind of fucking fun is it stupid oh, yeah. but stupid i like that fun. the vatican had a q branch by the way like, right that just like well there, yeah, not only like, that the vatican it's not it's not yeah. it is the vatican but it's not solely the vatican they have right. monks in there they have a, um yeah. It, it's like a holy something like it's a whole network globally 
that goes beyond just one religion, but they didn't really touch on that too, for too long. And yeah, yeah and that's the thing yeah. too. They don't just like everything. They just kind of mention it and it's gone. Like, and that's the problem is like if they grabbed what they were actually building, like it's fine to take bits and pieces, and you found this unique thing of itself. And you can go with that, but go with it in the digestible chunks and maybe not well, rely so much on shitty CGI. That's what Eric was probably getting at, I think, yeah. not to you know, speak for you, but just with the, you know, t- dial it back a bit, tone it down. Yeah. They're yeah. cramming so much into this. and But they're well, not, it's like a restaurant that has a huge menu, but everything's shitty you know <laughs> it's like a buffet it's just like a buffet yeah it is it's go. a buffet it's yeah. an excess of everything but none of it's good it's all well, just kind of like warmed over and dry all of the scenes and all the decisions are constructed around set pieces for their special effects which end up being lame and not impressive like the the wolfman in this is the least oh. impressive werewolf i've seen in a modern movie like it's, it's like just, it's visual. a cartoon it's like, like it's like watching like cat vomit like a hairball it's like move yeah, the, visually the van helsing werewolf later in the film is a bit better and i only say it a is. bit but it uh but yeah that has initial like wolfman is mane. just yeah. bad and, and just... i think that's because and this is not co- i didn't find this on the wikipedia page this is coming from a memory so again this could um you know disclaimer this could not be true <laughs> But I believe I read at one point that they actually had done a design of the Wolfman that was based on the classic Lon Chaney look, and it didn't test well. So they th- scrapped it and threw something else in at the last minute. And I, if that's true, you can tell. <laughs> like, it's just right. like, don't and like, do werewolves in CGI. You just yeah. don't. It doesn't work. It's never worked. It It's... It's just no fun. It doesn't look like it lives and breathes. And, even you know, I don't. Yeah. It's my even the werewolves in Underworld, though I didn't like them. At no. least there were shots where they were practical effects. Yeah, but that's you know? like the I like the like in Joe. Of course, you go for this all the time. Like the most pinnacle in werewolf movies, it goes to the practical effect work. Practical yeah. effect work of American Werewolf in London and the Howling. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the Howling. I, and I won't the, sure I, change that one. And that's one of those things, like, that's something that this movie should have also kind of maybe drawn on more yeah. so, is like, hey, why don't we, instead of looking at what's popular now, Underworld, which, of course, you know, studios do. So so let's just say this. I, I This is my personal take on it. I think the people who came up with this had a much bigger, grander idea than what the studio wanted to pay for. The studio was like, hey, no, Underworld's popular now. We want more of this shit in it. Um... And so on, and like, hey, we got. I don't know. I that's I I'm just I, saying. I think, like, when you I look think at there the... was such a push around this time for for CGI. Everybody was yeah. trying to do, you know, the next Jurassic Park. They all thought, yep, we got this, and oh, we got maybe one of the guys that worked for you know ILM. But it it just didn't it didn't work, and I, well, if I just you look don't at get how it gets, you know, they they made a decision to be like, yes, that's good enough. Eh, it looks terrible. Well, here's the thing. What, yeah, this and is they what knew I'm it learning. at that time. It's not just of the time. They knew this looked terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, here's the thing I've learned about a lot about CGI work is that it's usually how much money a studio is willing to give and how much time they're willing, like, that the, that the artists have to make it. Like, this could have been way better like like Spider-Man 2 cuz like I said these came out around the same time like but it's like this movie feels like there was a lot 
that what came up with what was designed i think by people who actually felt like they could have a really cool fun thing and i think the studio i would argue i think a lot of studio heads are certain people like throw it all in and here's your budget and uh you got to do it quick like i don't i i feel like if, this if, it's, was given... if it's a timeline thing still they released something that looks terrible but i get what you mean like I, i'm just saying that like right money and time determine the like special effects outcomes like all the time and like yeah i'm pretty sure a lot of these special effect art effect artists didn't feel good about it like the idea that we were talking about about the werewolf last minute change as well because there's certain things that kind of work but that felt like if it was just given just a little bit more time, it would have worked a little bit better. Like the whole faces lined up against the body things. Like that's so choppy. It's yeah. so laughably time, choppy. I have to wonder too, if they're willing to make a movie with this much plot crammed in and the dialogue that doesn't go anywhere. Um, I mean, why would I expect that? effects to be better i mean like is the whole thing it's like the whole package it's every aspect of this feels kind of half-baked or overdone you know it's like it's none of it really hits the mark either well, the plot devices are too much and you know they're shoving all the stuff in there but because nothing's ever developed it's like they can't find a balance well here's the thing this yeah. thing was thought out because there's an animated film that deals with uh, with the pre, it's a prequel that deals with the whole hunt for Hyde. Oh yeah, because they're trying and, to build a universe. And there's a comic book that actually mm-hmm. deals with, funny enough, Doctor Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> Which yep. that sounds yep. like a like this whole concept sounded very fun, and I think like the idea of having Hel- like Van Helsing be this character who shows up to these different missions, and the whole missions be these unique stories. But that I'm leading that up to another criticism I, I have for this that I think is like where it had a cool idea, but it, it dropped the mark because it was trying to do what everything was doing. And that's, I think, despite the name of this being called Van Helsing, like, I think he should have just been kind of like, like, a, like you see a character in a Western shows up in the town, but the story is everyone else involved. He's just in it. Like, I think the last part of it, the werewolf transformation, should have actually fell on um, uh, Kate Beckinsale's Anna character. I think mm-hmm. she should have been the one. I think that's how she should have died, is because of the werewolf situation. I don't think he should have been the one to become the werewolf. I think he should just be like a, like, like, like the stranger. You know, just shows up in the town. He is a part of these people's lives for a brief moment. I mean, they run that's their That's kind course. of how they started it off with that Western feel. He's got the wanted poster. He kind of walks into town with all his, you know, hang- right. his guns hanging on his hips. It's but, got that whole, like, Western kind of thing going on. But it's like... I could see it playing that way. But they have Hugh Jackman and sort of like, no, the man but has they, to be the main character. And he has well, to be the one Well, and they forget about this. the whole Western thing by, you know, yeah. minute number 20. Like, it's just gone. Like, Well, they also <laughs> so, set up the whole concept that it's her family and she's the last one. And they can only go into heaven if they kill Dracula. But yeah. she dies, too. She didn't kill Dracula. He did. It should have been her burden. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, he witnessed it and he had to take her out because she was aware. This is just my edit. She turned into the werewolf. There was no cure. And after she killed Dracula, he had to kill her in the end because she was going to be a danger. And that is that makes more sense emotionally, like the death of someone. Well, th- there's one other movie. Okay. You know, we keep comparing this to other movies that came out around the time. But there's one that 
I just remembered that came out a year before this that should have been a big indication to Universal that they need to reconsider how they're doing this, and that was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I was gonna bring it up. If yeah. you, I was gonna bring it this up. Lo- this feels like Alex G with monsters. Yeah, I mean, there they there are so many similarities. You're absolutely right. And they should have been like, "Wow, that tanked." So maybe we make a point not to make the same. <laughs> that movie, movie retired Sean Connery. So. Exactly. And <laughs> I mean, this didn't this retire Kate Beckinsale? No, I mean, yeah, kind of. She <laughs> she God. went on to do like a hundred more Underworld movies, but. The, yeah and she know. did click she's so she she's a bit uh i don't know i never got really got the kate beckinsale thing but I anyway neither um yeah that's one of my notes it's like maybe she's a tad overrated i'm not sure whatever why everyone was so into her but um let's talk about the one thing this movie is absolutely unfor does absolutely that i cannot forgive it for it's absolutely unforgivable and that's that it's Dracula is terrible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the number one most adapted uh, literary character of all time, and the handling of Dracula in this movie is just bleh. Like, he, I, I mean, and that's not even a pun, but... Uh, so like, was it uh, Richard... Uh, Richard Roxburgh. Roxburgh, or yeah. Burr, he, I don't, yeah I don't, yep. he is laughably bad and and it's i i don't want to say i don't want to like fucking throw it solely on his performance which is not great but my it might also fucking be the script as well but that whole scene that sticks out in my mind that i couldn't help but just laugh because he did like his own like contradiction is where he's crying over the loss of one of his his first bride everyone's crying mm-hmm. he's just wailing He's lamenting about like, oh, we can't bring our children. Like everything's going wrong. I'm sad. I'm just expressing my hatred, my anger, everything. And then, and they're like, do you have no heart? When he says, I can just replace you. And he goes like, no, I feel nothing. I feel no sorrow, no joy. And I'm like, dude, you are literally emotant. You are like every yep, yeah. fucking dude yeah. who just sets goes going like, I am purely a logical being. Emotions is nothing. And then loses their fucking shit when their favorite potato chip isn't on sale. And like that's an emotional reaction, you I, fucking idiot. I actually idiot. have that in a yeah. note. I have for someone who is hollow, Dracula sure says it with some passion. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's a very interesting well, like dynamic. And no, he's I like Louis, and the it's fact like, that Go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say the fact that he is like the least threatening characterization I can remember of Dracula. Yeah. He his his costume and kind of the way they have him depicted kind of seems like, you know, and I'm not even going to use the pop culture term for it, but the lady at the at the checkout counter asking you to talk to your manager, uh, especially even with the like little like <laughs> the hair little hair he's flip. got in the back of his, uh, <laughs> and it's just like he is like he's the big bad in this movie, as he should be. You know, Dracula should be the big bad of this universe. I, I think that's a great idea, but he is just not a threatening presence at all i never feel for a second that he's going to be you know any kind of a threat to van helsing and yeah he turns into a giant monster bat but we all know underneath the monster bat is that little whiny guy with the hair clip and i mean the monster bat just to say quickly is just fucking ugly it's not it's just the it's just ugly rubbery cgi i actually feel like it must have been really bad because i feel like they tried deliberately in the edit not to show it yeah, like it's really weird because there's a whole fight between the werewolf and that, and you they, you barely ever see the bat. Like it's always just like blurring by. Like yeah, uh, 
like well, the bride the brides were better designed i would say like the cgi parts uh, like when they're getting killed and shit but there's certain design elements that are kind of like the way that they're like fucking dresses turn into their wings like this is kind of a weird like i can appreciate the elegance of its design and its attempts but then with fucking dracula it's just like this thing is a fucking hot mess this is a gray turd yeah. <laughs> this is just a gray yeah. spiky turd um well but... this whole dracula performance is like they were like all right uh do louis jordan but really bored yeah yeah i feel like he floats between like yeah like somebody like louis jordan and he, he does a little bit of bella lugosi impression here and there uh yeah it's it's just not a very good performance and uh Okay, I always well, feel bad, like really, you know, really getting on an actor's case. But man, this is this is Dracula. This is a dream. Ro- this is a role, you know, being being a white male actor. Like this is about a pinnacle. This is a pinnacle genre role for you. Like be the ultimate evil white man. Like yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what about getting um... to play Dracula's? Like that's good. Like getting cast as you know, I don't know. I, I was gonna say Darth Vader, but only like one person up until like just the last recent days have ever did that. But anyway. But. Um, what about, um, what, what, why don't we shift on the, uh, the design for, like, we mentioned Frankenstein briefly, if we want to talk more about that, and also maybe Igor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to follow up my Dracula comment with being the unforgivable travesty of the movie with the one redeemable thing the movie does, and that's Frankenstein's monster. Yes. Not only in its design, but I love the characterization here, too. Um, yeah. I, I feel like this is one of the rare movies that kind of got it right. <laughs> yeah like yeah um yeah in in so, what in what respect out of curiosity that well the just he's this kind of like um he he's more humble and he's just more a okay. human yeah. kind of creature that like characterization i i don't know like that you know there's anything like story related that that is necessarily right about it but like I feel like this is this monster could you could take this version of the monster and plant it in an adaptation of of Frankenstein and it works really well. Um, his design is of course a little bit over the a little bit it's a lot over the top like everything is in this movie but that it works a little better for me at least the over the top is like kind of like oh hey that's kind of cool versus like the you know, brain and the, the gla- like the brain and heart and the green glass jars and shit. I yeah, thought yeah. It was when his fun. head flip does like the flip top open yeah. thing i i was i was done i but, i agree about like the the personality of the creature yes it's usually you know karloff did a, a a beautiful job with the emotion of like an infant mm-hmm. for the creature but yeah in the original book you know the, the, the creature definitely develops a character and and a voice literally um and, and you know his own sense of morals and stuff but yeah they so they get closer to that but uh the the just the goofy glowing jars and the the, the green <laughs> shit i just yeah. uh, it didn't do any it, it tur- big turn off well yeah. we're trying to edge towards something we enjoy joe's like no <laughs> yeah. well, I didn't like it, and I, and I, I liked the like characterization it. more than I liked the design. But this design didn't bother me as much as like the terrible Wolfman, the the un unthreatening, you know, sad Dracula that they had, and and just the the general like CGI fakeness of everything in the movie. Um, this is one of my 
He's a giant. He was one of my favorite designs, but if it had to be held up against like other Frankenstein's monsters throughout history, it's still going to score rather low. But you know, for this film, yeah, I I will say, I without any regret, I really enjoy it a lot. Like I I'm not going to compare it to any other Frankenstein because I feel like that's unfair because this whole movie is its own weird fucking thing. Um, but like just, just in the concepts of like creativity towards a Frankenstein design and the fact that this is a man in a suit, this is a mostly practical thing with very minimal special, like the whole head splitting thing, though very corny, I got to chuckle out of and enjoy it. Like parts of it don't make fucking sense, but it's just like, I was like, well, I, I stopped fucking investing like I harping on, I knew what I was getting into with this then. <laughs> but like yeah. the whole and, i don't know i i enjoy maybe that's why i can charts. look at it and not cringe is that there is a practical there is a practical there, effect to it a practical makeup to it as an actor you know yeah and there's some but anyway though yeah. you there's there's a moton there's like little copper teeth there's a weird like piston like thing on his leg like it's just randomly in there and i'm like i don't hate this I really kind of enjoy randomly seeing it just steam periodically off his calf because <laughs> yeah. there's like that little thing there. I'm like, this is kind of fun. Yeah, it is steampunky, but I'm like, given the time, yeah. this is when this was coming out. Like steampunk was more popular and it wasn't like to the point where it was obnoxious yet. Then again, I'm thinking about wild, wild west, but we won't talk mm. about that. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just think they treat, they treat the monster, uh, you know, he gets a chance to almost be heroic, and he, he's very humble and human, and uh, it's very similar to what I get, you know, it's just a, it's it's kind of the only time I'm going to say anything in Van Helsing is, like, straight out of the novel, but, like, I feel like you, you could, that character has survived somehow into this travesty of a movie, but... Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, uh, yeah, he's a good, good Frankenstein's monster. That's what, one thing I've picked out that I really feel like I... I enjoyed. Um, and Kevin O'Connor's Igor, um, that's just one of those situations where... Because I, I know him from um, Last Action Hero. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, because yeah. I'm a big fan of Last Action Hero, and actually, funny enough, these two movies are very similar for me. <laughs> like, the same <laughs> level, like, this is stupid, and I really enjoy its stupidity. Uh, and to see him in there is what I think sews it together. And him as Igor is like, yep, he went from that one character in that movie to this. That's what this trend. This is this is the trajectory. Um, this is this makes sense that this is this Igor. He's <laughs> just the fucking mm-hmm. like um, malicious, ugly little man with a fucking taser. I'm pointing him out because yeah. he's on the one of the only other few fucking people that has like a, a prosthetic thing going on. Uh, I'm not saying he's the best Igor but yeah he, i mean he's not really even reminiscent of most igor characters except that he's, no. he, he's deformed and ugly otherwise he's you know kind of a cruel you know slaver oh i, I don't know i guess in the, even in the original frankenstein it was uh um dwight fry's igor is one of you know torturing the monster originally yeah. so anyway yeah but so yeah i guess igor's cruelty certainly is there from the original but yeah I thought it just like everything else. It was just, hey, what can we do to Igor to like 
up it to 11 and just you know try too hard to be cool and edgy i don't know but this is giving the mandalorian uh, gun to tase yeah i did however igor and like i don't know if it was dracula or whoever had this kind of like weird army of like little kind of steampunk people i will call them i guess for lack of a better word weird little ghouls or whatever they were fucking yeah and they kind of reminded me of the like little impy things from the phantasm film so i kind of enjoyed them at times except that was another plot thing that was never used as kate beckinsale (laughs) tells van helsing oh if you see one kill it because the stuff they'll do to you like is horrible and they uh-huh. never do shit. No. <laughs> Except run and die and fall and yeah. Like... Yeah. They don't, you don't <laughs> see them do anything. And pretty much, they're just the, they're like the Oompa Loompas in the factory. All they really fucking do is uh, repeat the same fucking shit over and just work on shit that Igor tells them to work on. Like, they're not out doing the fucking master's bidding. Like, they have vampires out in the day, given it's a cloudy fucking day. But if any fucking oh. dermatologist has ever told God. you... Uh, cloudy days burn you just as badly, if not more. I so. also yeah, the cloud thing was so stupid. Couldn't yeah. like, come on. Stand. They did it with the werewolf thing too. Yeah, every yeah. time when the moon is exposed, the you turn. When it's not exposed, or whenever, I mean, it, then it gets to just whenever. They just turn whenever. Yeah, whenever and, it's convenient. Uh, yeah, it just but made I just more, see more of that flesh ripping transformation thing that just it like, just you know wastes what? their budget. If, if you so, would have done well, that with practical effects, that would look kind of believable and fucked up but you did it this way and it just looks stupid and when it goes back to when the wolfman goes back into you know um whatever his name is anna's brother who's the the wolfman in this um it does the same thing the the fur then just rips off like it's like what (laughs) i don't know it's a weird thing like there's no transformation it's like yeah the fur you rip and off skin your skin just and there's keep... the fur and then under that it's like a russian doll like does he get a little smaller it's kind of like a looney tune the... situation honestly like... <laughs> yeah you just take <laughs> yeah. off one suit and there's another suit another suit yeah yeah uh, now so, if they did yeah, that were just... practical how he would be as thick as doc mr hyde and i think mr hyde i want to go back to that because he he's voiced by robbie no, <laughs> robbie coltrane yeah yes who played fucking hagrid from fucking uh yeah. harry potter yeah. you could have just had him in practical fucking makeup and shit yeah there was he no totally need. looks like the and even that that type of a you know well look what they did with him in harry potter like they made him look huge right so yeah what you could have done that with him it's just i mean okay let's take a tiny bit of the blame only a tiny bit of the blame off of the filmmakers that is what was going on in this kind of filmmaking at yeah. the time like yeah that was the same thing, thing with mr so, hyde in lxg yeah yep and it's so just... certainly that that you know the people that made the film were going to have to deal with that being what they were expected to be doing especially a studio movie um and Stephen Summers coming off of something like, you know, the Mummy films, which, you know, certainly were big kind of actiony things with some questionable CGI, but, you know, managed somehow to still be pretty entertaining, good movies. Um, this could have been something like that. And I just feel like that dialing everything up to make, you know, everything being just a crazy CGI effects set piece. The movie falls apart in scene number like three or whatever when they first get to the Transylvanian village and like it blows its wad in like the you know a minute and a half into a scene where there's it looks like there's going to be a bit of suspense because here's this you know westerny kind of situation the 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 the, you know gunslingers coming into town and the people townspeople are leery and and then all of a sudden bang three awful cgi vampire brides and then all this like 
I don't know. I just it the turns machi- into like the machine gun crossbow. Yeah, and it's just like it loses me right there. That's when it loses me, and it never gets. It just me back, jumps really. into so it. Like, there's there's not there's no subtle transition. She says, "Where do no, you even here kills for? it all to help you?" And it's like, yep. oh, oh wow, yeah. okay. And I don't need your help. I'm here to help. I don't need your help. Help me. I don't. I don't need your help. All over, over, and over again. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <sighs> there are some, and I mean this. There are some good ideas here, like a, a sil, a you know. Crazy Monster Mash movie is right up my alley. Like, I can get into this kind of idea. There is some stuff here that totally could have worked, but it's just... It's like they made the the wrong decision every time. And if you go with the wrong decision every time, they just, like, escalate into, like, hundreds of wrong decisions and just... <laughs> yeah. Just, it's like they were given yeah. a nice paint set, like, good concepts, and made wrong decisions with them. Everywhere. Yeah. Like, I like um, the Top Hat Transylvanian Gravedigger tom fisher's character for that brief do you guys know the gravedigger thing yeah 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 i kind of i got like a cool little like um rocky horror vibe from him almost but why is he trying to kill him that made no fucking sense (laughs) right just says it's in my nature and then he fucking dies made no sense when he's like Like, that's that's the point i was gonna bring up wait why you had a character who's kind of like scummy kind of fun and then randomly like do a random thing for no reason and then also die right away and is no longer in the movie yeah is it because he's van helsen's wanted or that wasn't you didn't see posters there no no that was in london (laughs) so it doesn't make any sense no and the fact that he's supposed to be like this This movie doesn't make any sense we'll just go with that but at the same time, well, like, he's worldly, yeah. like, everyone in the world hates me because I killed what they think are humans or whatever. And it's just like, why did, you're a terrible secret agent. <laughs> like, that's your own fucking fault. Like, yeah. you didn't have to fucking stand <laughs> on the ledge, like, it, like after Hyde fucking fell. And, like, the fa- okay, first off, the fact that that cop could look at the fucking top of that church go, yep, that's Helsing, all right. <laughs> what do you fucking know, man? <laughs> like, your eyesight ain't shit especially in those fucking bullshit fucking candlelight or the gaslit fucking ass movie yeah yeah no fucking no way and i think that's one of the other reasons that the cgi looks so terrible in this is because it's so dark and they're they're i mean that's the that's the intention usually with darkness is the high shitty cgi (laughs) yeah But they yeah, don't. Well, like, they don't. They didn't the do it. CG. Like, not well. Yeah, and it's not like you can't have a dark setting, you know, and and have bad you know, and have good CGI. You can. It's just how you light it. And yeah. This. It's just. It. Everything falls so flat. Everything feels like a cartoon traced over film stock. It's. It's. Just, it's yeah. It's weirdly paced together. And, and <laughs> yeah, it's just like there's and. And I don't know if we're ready to get there, but let's let's talk about how the ending just puts a cherry on top of this being just a piece of dog shit, essentially. Like, uh, what? Like, we're going to... I mean, I know. I know the whole thing was about purgatory and, like, but we're really going to get, like, a cheesy photo montage in the sky. And of, she like, fucking cried? Like, the yeah. fake CGI tear? <laughs> like, a glowing <laughs> tear. Glowing. Just, like... I mean, this looked like the you know intro to Teletubbies. Honestly, it just it didn't like... even it didn't even like go down at a slight curve. It did like this. It looked like they were trying to like trace the tear out using one of those etch a sketches, 
Because it did like a weird little zigzag on its way down. It's like, huh. It's like it fucking took the wrong turn on Google Maps and it had to fucking make it up some somewhere along the way and just take every little back road. Like, it was weird. I mean, this wasn't like, you know, her ethereal image, like, kind of floating out of, like, and up into the sky, which would have still been stupid, but, like, okay, I could see how that would work with CGI. This is, like, literally just, like, we're going to slap a freaking photo. Of, you know, it's just her face that we shot at a different location. We're going to put a CGI tear on it. We're going to have her hugging her family, two of which we've never even seen before, except for, like, a painting. Like... Why is she even crying in the like, first place? She looks happy. She's she's going to heaven. She's out of purgatory. Why is she fucking crying? Well, because she had to leave that, you know, dreamboat Van Helsing behind. Like, the mean the dude she hated most of the movie and met, yeah. like, in two days? Yeah. Yeah. And then they, like, <laughs> tried to put some sexual tension in that made no sense. And, yeah. And then At least took I'm... away her... Her entire purpose for being a character in the story was given away to him, and then, yeah, maybe that's why she's crying. Like, well, that's like, not the way that took... was supposed to go down. <laughs> that's not the way it was supposed to go down. At least the monk got laid, I guess. Sorry, the friar. Friar <laughs> yeah, the Carl. The friar, as he points out many times. Although, yeah. I just I just thought of him as Van Helsing's Igor, so. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. His like, Q Igor. His Q Gore. Yeah. Um, I remember being younger and actually enjoying that character quite a bit. Now that I'm older, I don't hate the character, but it's just like... I mean, he in this movie, he certainly was the more likable character. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's another thing is we, we didn't even really talk about Hugh Jackman or Van Helsing and how he's given pretty much nothing to work with here. Um, yeah. No Character can't remember his history. He doesn't talk much. He just kind of like glares at people. When he gets a chance to actually speak, I do see, like, he's going for, like... I feel like he's going for a little, like, Peter Cushing thing. Like, he's done his research about Van Helsing, you know, but... Here... I don't know. He's a perfect... He's an incredibly talented actor, and he's given nothing to do here. I'm gonna... I'm gonna throw this weird little thing out, and let me know what you guys think about it. Seeing that they're gonna remake this film, or this... They, they want to. It's, it's been trying to be remade multiple times. I see it, but yeah. Right. If they remake this, I know they're not going to use Hugh Jackman. They're probably going to want a young actor. I don't know. But I would say, now that he's older, I wouldn't mind seeing him go at this again, but as an aged Hel Van Helsing who actually has, oh. like, you know, physical limitations being an older man. And 100% hell yeah, but not in this kind of movie. I would love to see him play that character. Like, in like an act really get a shot at doing it, and especially now. Like, I think he's more appropriate now than he was then for this right. character. Right, and I maybe... Actually, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and approach it like a Western. Like an... I, I, that sounds great. Joe ahead, Hill already Joe. wrote that story, and it's excellent. And oh, yeah? It's called, <laughs> it's called Van Helsing's Boys. It's in the collection 20th Century Ghosts. I highly recommend ah, it. It's, it's about... That, so. It's about a an aging van helsing and his sons and what kind of father he would be as like an old man hmm. it's really really good well there you go you got a good story for as a basis get hugh jackman back he doesn't have to be connected to this film but you know you can get just, some box just, office based on that you know just like, deadpool this right just just yeah. same guy different story pretend the first one never happened yeah and then occasionally yeah. I mean, break the fourth wall and i don't think about it <laughs> I don't think any of us would argue that Hugh Jackman's not a fantastic actor. Like that, it, this was no. he was not the problem. Like no, just... no, that's no. He he was entertaining to actually watch as Helsing a few times. Like there are some elements where it's just it's just Jackman charm and performance that 
is likable. But then when he has to like read off dialogue that progresses what say, this plot ever was, then it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> I don't see much. And I, I really do enjoy him as an actor. And I don't see anything coming through here that's like, he's just kind of scowling at stuff most of the time. Like, I think I just, yeah, and I like, think I just liked his banter with Hyde. <laughs> I think that's what I'm yeah. just thinking about. I don't know. Now that you fucking said it, you called well, me out. I, now I, now I can't out the name Hyde it. Scene, but, he's pretty know. much just doing Wolverine in a trench coat. <laughs> yes, that's the reason he was hired. Same with Kate Beckinsale doing Underworld in, uh, yeah. and well, it, she still had a corset. So yeah. it's just her more colorful. Yeah, one. how about that? They had an unfortunate <laughs> choice uh, for the color of shirt that she wore under her corset because in any shot that was farther away than about fifteen feet, it looked like she was just nude on top. Like I don't think that was um, a mistake. I don't no, think that wasn't a mistake. That was. I don't mistake. think that was somebody making an <laughs> like, unfortunate error, Eric. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, but but she wasn't. Like I mean, if you were gonna go for something like that, I mean, shit, just go for. It. I guess you can't have a thirteen movie, but. I build off of that. I actually thought she was always injured because it had little like white sp- splotches. Oh yeah, there were like splotches. Yeah, red. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she got hit with she, like because the first thing that she's in, not the first scene, sorry, the 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 main scene that she, the first main scene that she's in with uh, when Helsing comes to town, he's shooting that fucking machine gun thing. This is his first time firing it, and he's just fucking shooting willy nilly. And she's in the firing line. He's like, I'll save you. And, I'm, and the first thing I thought when I saw that top with like the, the red splotch is like, holy shit, he hit her. <laughs> she's still fucking dashing. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those Romanis. Yeah. Anyways. Well, we should probably start wrapping yeah. this thing up. Oh, by the way, Roger Ebert liked this movie. That makes sense. Three out of four stars. Um, mind-boggling because i've seen him write negative reviews of stuff that is like 10 times the movie this is but didn't he like carnosaur yes he did there you go i mean the the guy would the guy certainly was not afraid to voice a different opinion i always respected that but i don't yeah. agree <laughs> like so. okay so so yeah we're gonna let's just get straight to the grade and then final thoughts uh joe you got a lot to get off your chest uh you'll be surprised this movie is 131 minutes long I'll oh save god you. that was one of my comments it's so long i'll save you 130 black and white prologue is a fucking mess van helsing's a vigilante big old rubbery hide exposition dump kate beckinsale in a corset big old rubbery cgi werewolf couple of big old rubbery cgi vampire brides big old rubbery cgi battle credits <laughs> Yep. I give the, the I Vamp, vampire babies maybe was a vampire point, babies yeah. bunch of CGI rubbery vampire babies <laughs> yeah. a tinker toy Frankenstein I I I unabashedly give this one an F I <laughs> I wasn't as angry watching this coming out of it or anything like that but this is just such a fucking mess so that, you think so the Giver is better than this for you yeah has more redeeming qualities. Hmm. I wouldn't say better, and but has more redeeming. One hundred percent more rap too, so. and hundred percent more rap. That <laughs> might have helped for this, him. but it would have to be like where's John you know, rap from from Teen Witch in this. Like if <laughs> that if, actually would have scored more points. <laughs> if if Van Helsing would have just been like step off, and you know, <laughs> top that, um, then I think uh, I I'd be able to maybe elevate it to like an F plus. I don't know. That I, 
I, I was hoping that maybe a second viewing of this one would, would soften me to it, but nope, still don't like it at all. So I mean, yeah, yeah F was on, as soon as like this was brought up, like you had F missed all around you. Like you were excited to review this to shit on it. Is <laughs> That's actually almost a quote from Honestly, you. Honestly. Like, I'm looking I, forward to ripping this new one. Yes, we should review it. No, I don't know. I, <laughs> I really went to this one like, okay, I'll give this one another shot. And within, like, that first 15 minutes, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not that, surprising. <laughs> you're, that, you're... That's honestly, and, and I know, like, it's like, oh, you know, technically, no, everything about this, I feel, is just a failure. Uh, the script, the performances, the CGI, the plots, plural. <laughs> um, just, yeah, the, 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 everything technical about it, the editing, the pacing, the lighting, just everything sucked in my opinion. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to sleep well at night giving this one an F again. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Eric? Um, I might not come off as quite as curmudgeonly, but I'm going to land pretty close to the same place at the end of the day. Uh, I went also went into this the same. I actually was a little bit, I would never say I was excited necessarily because of the, you know, my initial reaction to this movie, but I like the chance to reassess things, especially because as I've said before on the show, and as I've told you guys, as a younger, as a younger man, I did not necessarily have the, uh, appreciation for crap that I do now, or I might even becoming a kind of a fan of these so bad, they're good kind of movies. Um, not kind of becoming a fan shit. I'm a real, I'm a huge fan of those things. Um, but so I was kind of hoping, like, oh, maybe I'm going to get something different out of this. I'm not going to get all that, like, universal monster fanboy disappointment that this caused and, like, all this kind of um, general, like, you know, and anger is the wrong word, but I, I kind of feel like this is one of those that is just, like, I rarely walk out of something being, like, I want my money back, and this is one of those. So I um, was hoping to be a little lighter on it, and I think in general I was a little bit lighter on it. Like, it just it didn't, like, anger me the way that it once did, but it the end of the day this thing's still a huge turd (laughs) and it i don't know like it just it's i don't know how they they take something and they're gonna do it again because we talked about dark universe and all that they just can't seem to get it right but i don't know how they take something that's just got so much potential and just totally destroy it by making all of the wrong decisions at every kind of like twist and turn that they have here um i don't know there's just not much redeeming about it i actually was convinced in the first 15 minutes of this thing, like, like, no, I was wrong. Like, this is actually a lot of fun. There's like this, like universal thing. Maybe I just wasn't picking up on. And then, uh, then the village scene came and I went like, Nope, this is exactly what I remember. This thing sucks. (laughs) Like, and it just didn't really let up from that, you know? Uh, So little redeeming things here and there, just, uh, I'll, I'll cut it a little bit of slack, but yeah, I'm going to land it about a D minus. So it's, uh, it's pretty, um, I can deal with stupid, but this is like just not fun, stupid. And it's the, the stuff is so, the, the, the effects are so bad and the, I don't know. I just don't find a whole lot to enjoy here, but except for Frankenstein's monster, for some reason, I was pleasantly surprised by that. Didn't remember that being a strong piece of this puzzle. And, uh, I think that might've saved it from failing. Honestly, I was, I was happy about that. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I've just, I'm still, I said I didn't get angry this time, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little angry about Richard Roxburgh's crappy Dracula, and I'm going to take that <laughs> anger and, like, just, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, what do you think, Ryan? <laughs> I I am going to be the different one out of this. I 
for you like when i first saw this like i like right away like uh, i was really excited about it like a lot of people and then when you finally see it you're like well that was disappointing <laughs> but it didn't do everything you wanted it to do and as i got older um i had no problem bashing this i have not seen this movie in a long time this movie popped up so so much for me because it was always on those um like cable network movie channels and shit as a teen um so when i was at home and whatever it's like yeah i guess hell scenes on so i always threw it on because there was like nothing else to watch and like i can at least get through this and do literally anything else as it's on and i think it's because of that constant exposure to it um i started to learn to love this film <laughs> um it's i don't see it as like it's it's trying to be the attempt all the things that it's trying to attempt to do it doesn't do well and i don't see it as any of those things i see it for what it actually is it's just a giant budget like heavy budget uh hollywood cash grab trying to use uh very old school nostalgia tactics but trying to poorly combine it with what at the time was popular uh which looking back at what was popular back then not great <laughs> um and just watching the pure mess of what it is is what brings me so much joy i actually will say and argue that this is so bad that it's good um definitely for me but like i said i saw this when i was uh, just starting to become a teenager i watched it with a group of friends who were really excited about it more so than I was. I, it is crap. There's no fucking denying it. But there are some bits in it that are like... It's like the set design, like I said. Some some of the, some of the costume design. Some of the thought in it. Uh, not super great if you want it to be like a really cool uh, monster-verse style thing. But as just like a stupid over-the-top... Um, let's make uh, Van Helsing a James Bond type monster hunter. Uh, yeah, I'm on, I, you have, there's no expecta high expectations uh, on this boat, so I can enjoy every minute of it, and whatever doesn't work out, I can easily forget and live my day just fine. <laughs> so, there's this, the, that's the thing, this movie never pissed me off, because I never really expected much out of it to begin with. Um, and because of that, I can see why, uh, you said Ebert gave this a high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why he did that. I, 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 I kind of do funny. I give it a B plus. This is a B movie for me. This is a high B plus movie for me. Uh, and I knew, I knew that I was gonna be the this kind of odd one out in it. And I, uh, that's kind of why I brought it up because this movie, weirdly enough, became like a fun, stupid Halloween movie for me to watch because mm. I don't have to invest in it. Um, and I don't. And this thing has so much that was put into it. Comic book, action figures, <laughs> animated series. It's going to be rebooted. And I'm just, why? But then again, like I said, I like Last Action Hero 2 for the same reasons. Like, that's what this movie is. This is an early 2000s action, like, bloated action movie. That's what this movie was. That's what that movie was. Uh, they both have Igor characters played by the same fucking actor, and I, I, it, it just, it just rings joy for me in just the dumbest of ways. And it's the one movie that I have. Everyone can be harsh on, justifiably so, but 
for some reason I'm not. And I'll, I'll be harsh about a lot of fucking shit. But for some reason I give this one a fucking pass. So, um... Anyways, yeah, that was that was fucking Van Helsing, and it yeah, deserved it all of the fucking shit thrown at it. <laughs> and I'm a guy who <laughs> likes it. I agree. Well, if but... you would like to throw some more shit at Van Helsing <laughs> or share any of your questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms, you can please do that at the Video Junkier Podcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod or on Instagram, Pinterest, or on the main Video Junk Air Podcast Facebook page or the Video Junk Air Podcast group. Uh, anything you send to us, we'll be happy to read on the show, and uh, we hope to hear from you. And the Video Junkyard Podcast now is an official Patreon page. You can find us at video uh, patreon.com slash Podcast. If you like what you hear, we uh, hope you would please consider uh, helping us out by giving a little bit to help us... Uh, uh, host the show and any um, production costs. Uh, all of the money given gives, goes straight back into the podcast. Uh, we appreciate any help you can give, and there's some cool perks, including uh, being able to vote on the co- the movies that we watch, some uh, exclusive um, content, as well as uh, v- Video Junkyard Podcast uh, swag and merchandise. So uh, go check it out if that sounds interesting to you. And of course, we very much appreciate your continued support of the Video Junkyard Podcast. Coming up on the Video Junkyard Podcast, we have another Monster Mash film for as we continue to celebrate Halloween. We're going to check out the Monster Squad next week. So I actually didn't realize when we were scheduling this that those tie in so well together. But they I've do. never seen this um, one either, so I'm excited ah, for it. Okay, so uh, so we'll see if our you know our nostalgic uh, monster Monster Mash film is a. Uh, holds up to um, Van Helsing for you. So uh, After that, we're going to be looking at Fright Night, and of course, the main event, our Halloween show, Hocus Pocus. Yes, uh, we're going to do that one for Halloween this year. So. We hope that you uh, enjoyed listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast tonight, and we hope you enjoy us for the upcoming episodes as we continue our way through the Halloween season. So until next time, this is the Video Junkyard Podcast, and I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel saying... Allow me to reintroduce myself. I am Count Vladislaus Dragulia. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast, on Twitter at video junk pod, and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast, all one word. I want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.